What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and theringer.com. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. a special edition of the Ringer Gambling Show. East Coast Bias Boys, backed by popular demand. Raheem Palmer, Joe House, yes, truly, J.J. Johnson-Stremski. Uh, fellas, before we start, it's good to see you. Raheem, congrats on all those unders from the NBA Finals. And House, you know, I didn't get the call for the uh, the BS This Is Your Life thousandth episode. So I guess like thousand two, thousand three, Raheem and I finally make the cut and we make the cavalcade of guest list. Not bad. Yeah, that, it, it all worked out. The BS is is uh, equal opportunity. I didn't know that it was the the, the thousandth uh, and I felt extra pressure, but at least I was up there with him and I had a couple of the nice Sam Adams lagers. So everything w- w- was Ooh, fine. So on that subject, up in Boston, yeah, Sam Adams Wicked Easies. Were you going with the hazy IPA or the the Boston Lager? To me, I could take it or leave it. I love the Wicked Easies, though. It's a personal favorite. The hazy IPA—that's like my calories for the day. Like mm. I, if I have the hazy IPAs, then I don't have to. I could just have a you know a cheeseburger and three hazy IPAs, and I'm all set. I'll put you on your ass, and you know what's going to put us on our ass? These NBA draft props, Raheem. I know you love the NBA from a betting standpoint throughout the regular season and the postseason. We know you're a rock star. This is your thing. You're our numbers guy. When it comes to betting a draft, though, in the NFL or the NBA, do you have a particular strategy you like or are you just kind of rolling the dice? I'm going to be honest. I've never bet a draft in my entire life. Okay, that's fair enough. So but this, this is, is why like, we have this conversation. Yeah. So okay. it's like, I mean, this this is fascinating for me. I'm like, really, I've been doing my research on things. There's, I found some like interesting stuff. So it's like, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Okay, House, you and I have bet plenty of drafts over the years. <laughs> I bet I them all. You I, know, I JJ. I can't say that I've done a particularly good job. This is the first time you and I are having some fun going through a bunch of these. Is there a strategy you look at from like following along with mock drafts. So you following along with rumors 
Or is it more your gut of, all right, this guy makes sense here, and I'm going to bet that accordingly? It's it's all the above, as you know. We take it all in. There's there's data. The the wonderful thing now with the the both the NBA draft and the NFL draft, like if you want to spend two weeks doing research on this thing, by all means, have at it. There's such a plethora of information out there, and people with strong viewpoints, including the Ringer.com, Kevin O'Connor, and the whole team. I mean, it's a, a the massive uh, Ringer draft guide is just a, a wonder. And a wonderful thing to jump into and spend time on. Um, every year, I um, you know look for whether or not there's any real possibility of movement in the top five, um, and that you know I'll, I'll try and see if there's some value on top five. Last year, as we got really super close, I got uh, uh, enough of a conviction that Evan Mobley was a real threat to go number one overall. To Detroit, um, that I went ahead and 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 jumped on that. Um, it was it was a pretty reasonable uh, price at that point, um, and I had Scotty Barnes in the top five. So that offset when Mobley didn't go number one, I got Barnes in the top five. So that, every year, you know, you it's 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 the rumors and it's it's the fit and the big variance to me is always who, is somebody in a position to try and trade up? Does somebody have such a belief, such a conviction about one of these guys being a difference maker for their teams that there's a trade up? Now, I, I want to ask Raheem. There has been, in the last 48 hours, this enormous steam move on Paolo Bancaro. And I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I think my personal view is that all of this is being driven, although the Paolo love is being driven by Orlando. I think Orlando is dropping dimes out there and maybe even doing a little bit of market moving on its own. I don't it's not very expensive to find a book and drop I you know relatively speaking expense wise. This is conspiracy theory. I don't have any basis in fact for this. I'm just trying to connect some dots here. If you put a $10,000 bet on Paolo Bancaro to go number one overall, that's going to take him. I mean, he was in the double digit range to go number one overall, and now he's sitting at like four to one, mid mid three to one. Hey, to four I'm to one, seeing right? right now, House plus two sixty. So there you go. Now, now, so what my what I my 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 theory is that Orlando is out there moving the market a little bit because they just want to see if if Houston will pick up the phone and call him. Like, I think Houston is absolutely dead set, dug in on picking Palo at three. They love him. They move Christian Wood to make room for him. I think that they have the the, the belief that he's going to be a real difference maker for them. Um, he checks all the boxes in terms of, of character, skill set, fit, you know, need or whatever. Orlando might be out there in the market like, let's see if Houston will pick up the phone. Because if, <laughs> if Orlando is 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 already knows they're going to do Jabari, why not just see if 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 it could be a little bit sweeter out there, right? If 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 uh, the Rockets say, oh, we, I mean, we we cannot risk losing Paolo at, at the three. Do you get what I'm coming from, Raheem? I get where you're coming from, but I just I think you never want to mix gambling with the front office. I think we've already had, you know, Tim Donaghy and, and things like that. So I think that's out of the question. I think what it comes down to is that 
the market looks at Paolo Banchero and he's a 6'10 wing with the size of a center who has the ability of a wing. And if you can initiate as a wing and you can score from the outside and score from the inside, that that's a skill set which is needed in the NBA today. And that's the skill set of a superstar. So, you know, I got some intel that like on June 19th, a certain sports book got a 2K bet at 20 to 1 odds on Paolo Benchero. And then to, that to line, be the number one pick, Raheem? To be the number one pick. Okay. And I actually moved down. And then on the 20th, that same sports book took a 10K bet at plus four to one. Now, I think it's so interesting because that line moved all the way down to about like plus 195. And then we're starting to see sharp money hit the other way on Jabari Smith. Just as we started this podcast, I don't know if you guys have been watching the lines, but I was watching the lines on FanDuel in New Jersey. And Jabari Smith went from minus 240 to minus 290. Paolo Benchero actually went from about 240 or so like that plus to about plus 270. So I think you're starting to see steam the other way on Jabari Smith. I think these first three picks are going to be chalky. I think you're going to see, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, but I think you're going to see Jabari Smith, number one. I think you're going to see um, Chet number two um, to Oklahoma City. And I think you're going to see Banchero to Houston. I mean, Houston is, Houston's been has been wanting Banchero. And I also think Chet is... I got a question for you guys. So the front office in Orlando, they've spoke... Like, they were the, they were ones responsible for drafting Giannis um, and with the Bucks. They, they drafted Thonis. So a lot of... Like, I have a colleague at... Um, you know, the Action Network, Brandon Anderson, he actually thinks Chet was going to go number one. So what are your thoughts on Ugh. him? And I'm going to tell you right now. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> when you I, and here's my thought process. I understand that Kevin Durant is the Slim Reaper and he's a stud and he's a skinny man like me. When Chet Holmgren profiles to be skinnier than me and he is 7'3", you know, yeah. he's not 6'7", he's not 6'8". I got real reservations. I'm sorry. I do. I, I, you want to tell me you can have a decent 10 to 12 year NBA career. That's fine. I yeah. do not see superstar house and Chet Holmgren. I'm sorry. Well, I'm out. It, let me, let me just channel my inner Kevin Clark. Actually, I can channel my outer Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark was on the BS podcast. Uh, he was the first guest on Bill's uh, 11 burning questions. And he made a pretty impassioned case, uh, uh, almost a plea for Orlando to select Chet Holmgren. And the reason... Big mistake. Well, he, mm. he, he thinks, you know, when you get somebody with that shot-blocking ability, that's what makes him, you, you know, puts him in that kind of, we're not going to say a, a capital U unicorn, but a small U unicorn category because of that he can... He has a stroke that looks natural from three. And he's a, a also a natural shot blocker. That's a pretty unique combination. Now, all of the concerns that you're identifying, JJ, are on the money, but if there's a team that has the capacity to be patient, it's Orlando, right? Can't they go ahead and, and, and you know, see how he fits? Well, I mean, with the, you can make had, the same argument well with Oklahoma with City, Walker, though, right? For sure, yes. You know you what I mean? I feel like yes, any of these three teams are kind of in a position where they could be patient. They all suck. <laughs> You also got to remember the fact that Orlando already busted on Mo, on Mo Bamba. 
like I, I think they're looking for a surefire guy. And that's why I think you saw that buyback on Jabari Smith. I mean, he was as low as minus 135 yesterday. So it's up to 290 now. <sighs> I'm one. I think there's still value there. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I think guys- it's a little too low. I'm with you there, Raheem. I think it's a little too low. I would have preferred 235. I might have bought in on 235. We'll see if I want to get in on minus 280, 290. How's watching them in college? And you know this. I mean, I watch a lot of college basketball. I bet Raheem to be honest with you in the regular season. I probably bet more. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I bet the same amount. Who are we kidding? Uh, but I'm in into college. I watch a lot of ACC. Um, I got my Syracuse crap all behind me. You know the deal. I thought with these three guys, Jabari Smith at times was unstoppable. And like, I, I, I was drooling watching him play a few times. Banchero was interesting. There were ten, there are times I saw him dominate. How's there are other times I saw Banchero, like I saw him at the ACC tournament, very passive, very deferential to a lot of the other guys that I saw on the Duke team. And then Holmgren, there were games Holmgren went out and beasted. There are also games I saw Holmgren. He's getting into early foul trouble. He's getting pushed around a little bit. It, like, if I am hitching my wagon to one of these three guys right now, and I say, who's got the best chance to go and give me a very good NBA career? I'm going with Jabari Smith. That's me. That's me. So I love it because I think Jabari and Paolo are like 1A, 1B, and I understand the arguments um, for both. The only, and this is going to be a nod to Rosillo. He's been talking about it all year long. The only guys uh, capable of stopping Jabari Smith were his were the two guards that he played alongside with. They oh, they were terrible. The ball. They were terrible. And they couldn't <laughs> hit a shot. And, and, and so they wouldn't pass in the ball, and they took the shots, and they couldn't hit him. Um, I also believe he's going to be a very successful NBA player. I love his size. I love the defensive instinct. You can't teach that tenacity. He showed it in college. The Palo thing, I'm willing to give a little bit uh, of a pass just because of of it being Duke. Like trying to Duke does not have a reputation for taking, you know, any one player, letting that player, even when Zion, you know, was was in his run, it's just not the place where one guy is going to stand out from the beginning of the season all the way through the end of the season. There is going to be some give and take. It's just the nature of that program and the teams that they play against. But Paolo to me was always like when he showed it, he showed it. Oh, and it no was it was inspiring. That's a great yeah. point. When he yeah. was on his game and he took over, you could see him point blank just take over big games. I mean, big games in the NCAA tournament. I'm thinking about that Sweet 16 game that I'm vividly remembering or the Michigan State game where basically they were like, all right, get the ball to Benchero and he's going to go and work his magic. And they also got to throw in the fact that they have other potential lottery picks on that team. Griffin, who we'll get to. Williams, who we'll get to. All right, boys. We know what the first three is going to be in some capacity. It's going to be some order of Jabari Smith, Chet, Benchero. Fourth pick. This is where it gets interesting. Ivy, to me, is clearly the guy who should go here. But the team that is picking in Sacramento, they have De'Aaron Fox. They took Mitchell out of Baylor. I know I made the very impassioned case, to use your vocabulary, Joe House, <laughs> on the BS pod that my beloved New York Knickerbockers should move heaven and earth to go and get into that fourth spot and go and get Mr. Ivy. Raheem, I'm looking at the odds. You're basically getting Ivy at even money to be the fourth pick. Is the thought process Sacramento trading that pick? My fear is if they stay... Are they going to take another guard 
Well, from what I'm hearing is that if they stay, they're going to take a guy like Keegan Murray. Murray, the Iowa so, kid. For yeah. Sure. So, I, I, and I think the, the the problem with this is that you're basically betting on a trade because apparently Jaden Ivey, he refused to work out for the Sacramento Kings. I, mean, I don't blame I, him. I wouldn't work yeah. out for the Sacramento Kings either. <laughs> oh, come on. I like the Kings. I like the direction they're headed. That was a good trade for them, Sabonis. I mean, the, the funny thing about it, I think he shares the same agency as Tyrese Halliburton, and Halliburton was so angry that he got traded from the Kings that, you know, his agency doesn't want Ivy anywhere around the Kings. So it's like you're essentially betting on a trade right now. And, I mean, Jaden Ivy is minus 130 for the number four pick. I think it's highly likely, but it's I don't know. It's tough. So I'm looking at those odds. Keegan Murray, I'm seeing at plus 110. I think there's decent value there. If Sacramento's got to stay in and make the pick, that's what it boils down to. I, I would take that at plus one ten house. How do you feel? Wait, where is it? I I, I thought I, I saw an even better price than that. What am I looking at? No, number three, number four overall pick, Keegan Murray. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, plus one twenty five. I see. Oh, on the book. see, even better. Even I better. like that. I, I like that price because what you're betting on is what we just talked through, which is uh, Sacramento building their team by way of, you know, using some of this draft capital. Um, and it doesn't make sense for them to take Jaden Ivey. And, uh, you know, there, there is uh, no upside to them. Now, the, the problem is if they if they take him and then trade him, then you lose the bet if you bet on Keegan Murray. But um, if somebody moves in uh, ahead of time, and and once that that spot, then then you know you're, you you could be money good. Um, the thing I, I'm also want to make sure that we get a price on if we're able to do it, uh, and they don't have these these props up yet. I want to do one two three. Uh, I want to get a price on what what we can get with that uh, chalky one two three. In the order we suggested, Jabari, yeah. Chet, Benchero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Raheem? What do you, we get like minus one fifty on that? There's no way we're getting plus money. Matter of fact, I wonder if you can parlay. I think you can parlays. We, we, I hate parlay- that they don't allow us to do this in the state of New York. It bothers me to no end. If I maybe I'm going to take a drive to Jersey and do this. I might yeah, do that actually. There's, there's, I, I think there's. You can't bet on the NBA draft in Connecticut, Iowa, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or DC. So those of you are listening from those states, you got to take a ride over to Jersey or hey, West you're Virginia. You're a New Yorker. Depending on where you are, I know it takes me about. Eh, 30, 35 minutes. That might be worthwhile. I might do that in the next 24 hours. Dead serious. Just to get a little price on it. But uh, the Ivy, Ivy thing is is a conundrum only because, you you know, you, you might get pencil whipped on it. You know what I mean? They do a deal uh, and Sacramento selects him and then trades him away. You lose the bet if that happens. Yes. Okay. So I'm looking right now position odds for a bunch of these guys. I'm going to hit you rapid fire. Let me know if anything stands out. All right, House. A.J. Griffin, 10 and a half over under. So I have a personal perspective on this, and uh, it's going to color my selection. I like him under that because the Washington Wizards are selecting 10th, and I think he would be a really great addition to the Wiz. All right, I'll give you one I like because I think this guy's going over. Duran, the Memphis kid. I see his price at 10 and a half. I think he goes over. I know he's an athletic freak, but I kind of feel like they are, these teams now are prioritizing shooting and wing play and guard play way above the big who can go and run the floor. I think 10 and a half is a good number. I think he goes over that. That's one I'm certainly playing. Duran, the Memphis kid, over 10 and a half. 
The only thing that could uh, throw a wrench in the works for that one uh, for you, JJ, is the Spurs, who are, are in the position to um, pick ninth, and they don't really have a, a big other than um, Pirtle. Now, they, they are in the mix for the DeAndre Ayton sweepstakes that might take place, you know, come July. But that, I just want to call it to your attention that the Spurs are out there. I understand that. But don't, don't you get the sense they'd prioritize a guy like Williams over Duran more? That's just my sense. I could be wrong. I, I You know, w- Williams is a little more of, of a wild card. I was super impressed by, by Duran. W- wild card for Williams in the sense that you just didn't see, uh, like, enough of him. We, we've seen a lot of, of Jalen Duran, haven't we? We have. I liked, I liked Williams, though. He dominated, he dominated Syracuse when I saw him a couple of times. Now, he does, though, you saw teams try to get after him guarding on the perimeter, and that is something that might scare off NBA teams because, listen, now the, the idea of having, like, the back-to-the-basket, you know, like the old-school prototypical center is out, you got to be able to guard on the outside if you're going to play that position. It's like an absolute must. So, so Jalen, Jalen Durham is, um, he's, his over unders is 10 and a half minus 140 under 10 and a half plus 106. So that would be, I don't think the Wizards are going to take him. Um, so I think honestly, it just comes down to, to the Spurs. That's, and that's fine by me. I'm willing to take that chance. All right, guys. So I'm seeing Davis, who's got all the commercials, minus 135. To be in the top 10. House? I don't like that, dude. That seems too good to be true. Well, why Why does it seem too good to be true? You, you Do you think that he's a lock to be inside the top no, 10? No, I don't. I think he falls outside the top 10 is my point. And, and I see uh, him around even money to be outside the top 10. The price I'm seeing is minus 102 on FanDuel. So the only team that could um, ruin that for you is the Wizards. And if Johnny Davis is sitting there now, my my a number one preferred pick is Dyson Daniels for the Wizards, but he's not going to be there. And the Wizards might try and move up two or three spots to get into Dyson Daniels land. Um, they ha- we still have a bunch of redundancy uh, at, on the wing, some vets that, that that might you know fetch a couple of slots up for the Wiz. Um, my number two choice would be AJ Griffin. My number three choice is, is Johnny Davis. Um, and and there are a lot of mocks out there that have Johnny Davis going to the Wiz because uh, Dyson Daniels is going to be gone, and some of the mocks have AJ Griffin going um, immediately after. So um, that would be the the, the risk. Um, I don't I don't really have uh, an argument against Johnny Davis um, for the Wiz. The Wiz need backcourt help across the board. Um, the reason that the Wiz might not be in play, and you would you would sort of consider this uh, element of it. The Wizards might trade out of the spot and and just try and get a vet there and try and improve their backcourt by by that kind of a angle. Then just put the tenth the 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 tenth pick up for grabs. Um, and there's been discussions out there. I haven't heard anything that's come to to the fore yet um, with another team in particular. But the, for sure, the Wizards are exploring getting out of that tenth spot. So that's where Davis um, could fall out of the top ten. But there there's a lot of uh, you know, re- indication out there that if he's sitting there at 10, 
that the Wizards are going to go that direction. Raheem, with a couple of these, like I'm looking at Matherin over under, it's six and a half, but the under is heavy juice at minus 235. Abaji, who I really liked at Kansas, his under is juiced at minus 158. Is that an immediate stay away for you when you see a draft prop that is like that juiced, you know, like you want to tell me the first pick and the second pick in the draft and you feel strong and you have a, a, a clear conviction about things. All right. You're in on it. But 14 and a half, you know, a number like 10 and a half. If you see heavy juice, are you staying away automatically? No, I'm not necessarily staying away because I think every line tells a story. I mean, and I think, you know, some of them you have to determine whether that story is accurate or not. So it's like you look at a guy like Benedict. I mean, look, where they're talking about him going number number six. No, excuse me, number five to Detroit. Now, if Ivy falls, then maybe Detroit takes Ivy. But I mean, Detroit seems like the perfect place for Benedict. So it's like you have to kind of figure out who's going to go in front of that person and if that story makes sense um, for him to fall. I, there's a guy I really want to talk about. And the guy I want to talk about is actually Sharp. Um, Shaden Sharp. I mean, this guy has a ton of up- upside. I mean, this is. I mean, he hasn't played organized basketball. We all know he went to Kentucky last year, and he's kind of a mystery guy. And to me, I think there's some value on taking him under seven and a half because, look, he's like almost like the polar opposite of Keegan. And you look at Keegan, right? Keegan Murray. He's 22 years old. One of the older guys in the draft who can kind of step right in and be a player, but he doesn't necessarily have that upside. Whereas you look at Shaden Sharp, he's a guy with a ton of upside who teams are willing to bet on, even if he didn't play organized basketball last year. He's 19 years old. So I think there's some value on him under seven and a half, but he could also slip. So there's a lot of unknowns. I'm curious to, to wonder what you guys think of him and I mean, we spoke about Keegan earlier. There's some people who think Keegan can actually fall. Like, so I've seen some people taking Keegan over five and a half. And I think the the these two being polar opposites, you can kind of figure out how you want to approach the draft through these two. What do you think, JJ? You watch I'm more in college on that. basketball than me. So listen, I liked Murray at Iowa, but I don't know if Murray has a game that profiles as, you know, star in the NBA. I think he has solid role player in the NBA written all over him. And a guy like Sharp, I think to Raheem's point, far more of a boomer bust, far more of an upside type of guy. So to me, if you're picking early in that draft, you're thinking of, hey, how can we knock it out of the park? Like a lot of these teams... They're not looking for a guy who's going to be a role player for eight to 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like they're looking for guys for better or worse that maybe they can knock it out of the park with. I'm in on that, Raheem. I'm seeing sharp under seven and a half at plus 128. I, I'm I'm in on that action, bro. I am in on that action. Thousand so percent. The, the reason that sharp could be attractive at that price is because there are enough teams in this top seven that fit the rebuild rather than retool. Like I wouldn't, I'd be nervous about, um, you know, him going, he's not going to go to Indiana. It doesn't seem he's not going to go to, uh, Sacramento. I wouldn't say, but a team like Portland, that's absolutely in rebuild mode. He's a, he's kind of a version of, of Dame Lillard, but he's 12 years younger than, than Dame Lillard. 
It's just, you know, and, and if there's a team that's in a position to go ahead and roll the dice, it would be a team like Portland, I I, I would think. So that's why um, that plus money spot there feels like it could be a little bit value. Fellas, do we have any crazy top 10 pick at super good value? I'm looking right now. Griffin, top 10 is at plus 185. Abaji's at plus 220. Williams at plus 440. Jalen Williams is plus 1,000. Ty Ty Washington plus 2200. Raheem, any of those from a top 10 perspective at plus money worth the roll of the dice? I, I'm not sure about those, but I think the one I'm hearing about is um, I think a guy named Osmond Jang. A lot of people like him, and that line is actually coming down. Plus 155. It came super down. Super down. Yeah, so a lot of people like him. I think my um my guy Matt Moore, he was like big on um on Jang. So um, I'm just passing along that advice. And, you know, he has connections. You know, he's been covering teams and whatnot. So, House, I know there's a high standard for you after your Scotty Barnes success from a year ago. <laughs> so the, you, you got a tough act to follow. Who is this year's Scotty Barnes for you? Like, oh, not man. as a player, but as a guy that you were going to be, like, buying into come tonight. Um, I, I do like that shade and sharp um, action. I do like, you know, what what, what we talked about. The, the the way that it seems teams uh, attitude wise are um, you know ca- kind of very positive very quiet positive vibes out there on on Shaden Sharp um, he's he's ten to one to go fifth uh, overall which means he'd have to jump over uh, Matherin um, and and Daniels has better odds than him as well but I. Just, just sort of the the indications, you know, that to me is a little bit of a gamble on a trade coming occurring in the in the first five spots. So, it, ten to one, tiny bit of interest for me in Shane Sharp. Okay, boys, I have an angle here that I'm going to play for top ten. I'm going to try to play both of these guys and hope mm-hmm. that I get one of them in. Griffin and Abaji at plus one eighty five and plus two twenty. Because I, I do think they profile for what the league is looking for. Like, as far as, like, immediate impact guys, I think Griffin and Abaji, I'm not saying they're going to be stars, but they could come to a team, hit the three, be three and D type, type guys. Abaji, maybe his defense is far better than Griffin in his defense, but shooting profiles in the league, I'm seeing that right now. Plus 185, plus 220. I'm going to play both of those guys and hope I squeeze one of them into the top 10. I, I like it. I have no reason to argue with that strategy. There's there's enough positive buzz about both of them uh, that you know, depending on how these trades uh, ultimately work out, your New York Knicks, JJ, are very much in the mix for looking to trade out of that 11 spot. It seems. Well, I think they're either trading up for Ivy or they're moving out because I don't think it makes sense for them to pick at 11. To be honest with you, like they, they, they I, I don't want to go and take Williams or Duran. Like uh, to me, what to go and replace Mitchell Robinson? Like. Uh, it's, I'd rather go and accumulate assets at that point. Like, I'm not in love with saying, I, like, if I want them to move up badly, guys. That's that's really what it boils down to. If you want me to be happy on draft day, the Knicks are moving up and getting Ivy. That would fire me up. Otherwise, I'm going to be kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just get out of the pick. It's fine. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team 
at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, futures. Raheem, you're on the BS show. Mm-hmm. I have a thought. It's, okay. There, there's, there's been no NBA offseason activity yet. Kyrie Irving's going to end up back in Brooklyn. I'm telling you that right now. He, he's too buddy-buddy with Durant. Durant is stuck there. He's going to be back. But uh, seeing the Nick rumors the other day made me sick. But don't get me started. Milwaukee. Get Middleton back. Giannis is Giannis. I feel like right now, gut feel, I had to make a pick to win next year's NBA title. The Milwaukee Bucks would be my pick. You can't go wrong with having the Milwaukee Bucks in your futures portfolio at all. I mean, they have the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. You get back Middleton. I think the only worry is that this team is top heavy, but I think they're going to make some moves. Obviously, I mean, they need to improve their, their wing and their guard depth. But I think they're right there. And I think they're we're probably looking at Giannis's back-to-back NBA's champion, back-to-back finals MVP if Middleton doesn't go down. So you can never go wrong with having this on your in your portfolio. Obviously, on the BS podcast, I spoke about the Clippers. I mean, like I said before, they're I a like that, factor. by the way, Raheem. I like that yeah. a lot because you're banking on Kawhi. George, yeah. and are you also thinking there will be another big move coming for L.A.? But, I mean, even beyond the big moves that's coming for L.A., they made some moves at the trade deadline last year, which told me that, like, when they made those moves for, for Robert Covington and Norman Powell at the trade deadline, I said back then that I'm betting the Clippers to win the NBA title next year because they have so many wings with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Nick Matum. I mean, Nick Matum's a free agent, but you got Robert Covington. All those guys can switch on defense and are versatile, allows them to play small. You still got Terrence Mann, who's improving. You got Brandon Boston, who's improving. You got Amir Coffey. They're just a stacked team. Now, the only thing that they really don't have is a true point guard, but I think Reggie Jackson will be better when you put Kawhi Leonard back in the lineup. So I I think at plus 750, that's a bargain, and that line's going to go down. I have no reason to argue with, with any of that logic. JJ already knows, because I came on this podcast starting in February, Every week, trying to get on the Clippers. I, I love that. House Clippers loves team. the Clippers. Loves I do. Them. Yeah. And so, I want to get in on them too. I mean, I love Kawhi. Kawhi is easily one of my my two favorite players right now in the league. A Kawhi and Giannis. I know I'm really going out on a major limb with those <laughs> two guys. I get it, but like as stars, like I can't get enough of those guys. Can't get enough. I, I you know, I tell you, the teams I don't like. I, I think the the Suns at plus nine fifty. I think they're dead as fried chicken. I mean, Aiton could be leaving. I mean, I think. Um, our very own KOC said he doesn't expect Aiton to be back. 
Chris Paul is going to be 38 years old by the time the playoffs start next year. I think the Suns run is done. Um, yeah, so I'm out on them. I'm out on them too. That's Especially a team that I do not want to look uncertainty. at. You know, like you know, what's going on there? He's probably going somewhere else. And their best chance to win house was last year. I mean, let's be honest, dude. Last year, they're the number one seed. They're a record-setting team. They can't even make it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm with you, Raheem. I'm out on Phoenix. I'm out. My two favorite bets, the market isn't open yet. My two favorite bets that I will be making as soon as the markets open up, I am going to bet on the Brooklyn Nets to miss the playoffs. And I'm going to miss? bet Whoa. on the Phoenix wow. Suns to miss the to playoffs. To miss the playoffs. Oh, you to got to explain playoffs. this house. Well, I, here's, here, here's the thought process. I totally agree with J.J., that Kyrie Irving is going to opt in because there's not another team out there that is going to pay him, what is it, $46.5 million or whatever it is. But I believe he's going to go in there and he's going to sage oil and sage uh, smoke and wander around and walk up and down the aisles and maybe play 15 games through the first 30 games or so because all kinds of, of things will crop up in his life that keep him off the basketball court. And then there will be a buyout opportunity. And I think the disruption that he's going to, he'll, he'll go in there. He'll take, you know, however many, uh, the first third of the season, he'll take those paychecks. And then he's going to say, I demand a trade and, you know, I demand to be released. And and I, I just think there is no path forward for the Nets with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And we can't, the Nets cannot go through what they went through last season in terms of demanding that load what they did to Kevin Durant last year was unjust and also it it it, it it's end it's accelerating the end of his lifespan as a player I'll never unsee I'll never be able to unsee uh, uh Al Horford mano a mano with Kevin Durant at the end of each of those games in the first round of the playoffs and Kevin Durant could not beat Al Horford I didn't like the organizational game plan. I didn't like the X's and O's and, and Brooklyn doesn't like it either, which is why they've said we're not going to indulge any nonsense with Kyrie. So Brooklyn is one of my a number one top bets to miss the playoffs. Cause I don't think both of those guys are going to be on that team. And I don't, I also have no confidence whatsoever that Benjamin Simmons is going to spend any time, um, any meaningful time in Brooklyn as well, because he wore out his welcome right after he was welcome. I mean, he they, they, they couldn't get on the same page about when he was going to come back and play. Wow, I hope you are so right about that. That would make me so happy <laughs> uh, to, to see Kyrie asking out after opting in and then Kevin Durant going somewhere else after the, the parades were being thrown down Atlantic Avenue and Flatbush Avenue right in my hood in Brooklyn. And, I want those as pathetic as my Knicks may be, as someone who believes in a theory of misery loves company? House, please. I'm soaking in those tears. <laughs> I like it. I think <laughs> the same thing is true of Phoenix for the reasons that Raheem just outlined. Like, who is, what is this Phoenix team going to be? Who, who are their guys? They can't rely on Chris Paul any longer. He can't stay healthy. And it doesn't make sense for him to really play more than 50 games if they intend for him to be present for the playoffs. Who's a replacement for Aiton? What kind of value can they get? And they were so flat against uh, Dallas. I honestly think the way they went out against Dallas was like the true character of that team. They went out like in a in a in a very lackluster manner. That's the way. I'm not going to call anybody a punk or a bitch. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to call it 
lackluster, but I think that's the character and identity of that team at the moment. Now, they, they might flip the script, and by the time the market's open for make-miss the playoffs, it could be a different roster, and maybe I'll reconsider it. But as we sit here right now, if that market was open, I'd be hit pounding the Nets to miss the playoffs and the Suns to miss the playoffs, boys. I think House has a future maybe on CNBC. Although, listen, right now you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be in the market of giving out stock tips these days. Not the no, time, no, 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 not no, the no. time, not and not the place. Let's put it that way. All right, final thought, Raheem. I know you don't want but bet in the draft, but if there's one bet. NBA draft, you have to make on Thursday. What would it be? Jabari Smith minus 250. I mean, I know it's, it's at 290 at FanDuel. I think you could find a 250 somewhere. You know, you you guys should know by now that I kind of like to, to hit singles. And if I could find a single that I like, I try to hit it. So I, hey, think I that's, never hit home runs playing baseball my entire life, Raheem. You, you're talking to a good old-fashioned single setter. I like singles. I, 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 try, I try to be Ichiro Suzuki. I try to just go out there and, and try to hit as close to 400 as I can. So, um, yeah, I think if you could find Jabari Smith at minus 250, I think that steam is um, accurate. I wasn't really buying the steam on Palo at all. I think... Jabari probably goes number one. Um, Chet kind of scares me just because I, I, he has such tremendous upside that I could see this front office, which, I mean, they took Giannis. They took um, Bob Maker. They, they took all of these guys who were projects in the same way that Chet is. But I, I think that steam means something. So I'm going to go with Jabari. House, one uh, bet you got to make. I want to do that chalk bet. I want to figure out a way to connect the dots. One, two, three. I'm going to go find so it So you in the want market. me to drive to Jersey and give you the odds? And then yes, you'll send me a little mm, Venmo payment? That's, yes. <laughs> that's a, that would be A+. Plus, and I'll send you enough money in there for, for a nice Italian sandwich. For, for some for nice capicole with a, with a little Gabagool, prosciutto. Gabagool, Gabagool yeah, you know. prosciutto. There you go. There go you go. Uh, to Tony Soprano's place. You gotta, <laughs> if you're going to make the trip, you got to do it, You know, I've it, never JJ. been. I feel like I, sh- I should go to the place. I'll send you enough to afford at least one sandwich. Sure, I need to go to. I love the Sopranos. <laughs> well, listen, hopefully I will not be facing Tony's demise in the final episode. But that's uh, if you miss the Sopranos and you haven't watched the Sopranos, that's your loss. You, you're missing out. I'm allowed to drop those references. It's not but, a spoiler anymore. Yeah, it's no more spoiler. spoiler alert. It's like uh, any of these shows. All right. Griffin or Abaji. I like their under. If I could get, I think one of them is a surefire lock to end up being in the top 10. So both the plus money, maybe we hit both. I think we'll hit at least one. Abaji and Griffin, I'm playing their unders and I'm playing both of them to finish in the top 10. How about that? Yeah, take a long shot and put whatever your cocktail of choice is next to you and just enjoy it. You understand, there'll be some wrinkles. It's a, it's a cocktail night. Well, fellas, enjoy the draft on Thursday. Great work by Wargon as I struggled through a whole lot of odds. Enjoy your summer house. I better see you on the golf course. Raheem, I need to meet you in Philly for a cheesesteak. I'm long overdue. Um, get ready, though. Enjoy a couple of weeks. I'm going to lose way too much money on the golf course and betting baseball. But the NFL is coming. You know, like winter is coming, my friends. The NFL is coming. So uh, buckle up, baby. We'll be back soon. JJ out, house out, Raheem out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. 
You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 